0: Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins, and in today's show, we're joined by Robert Bell, CEO of 86400. A word from our partners, Fintech Australia is calling for entries for the fifth annual Finney's Awards to be held in Melbourne this June. Tier 1 people, Bocus, MasterCard, and many others are supporting 20 award categories, including the new Hall of Fame award. This is the premier fintech awards in Australia. Entries close March 30th. Go to thefinnies.org.au Welcome to the show, Rob. Great to be here, Dexter.
1: Great to talk to you again.
0: Mate, it is, and you know, what a great occasion to um, you know be talking, of, especially with the recent announcement and acquisition by NAB.
1: Absolutely. Um, obviously, we've got some uh, steps to go over the next few months, regulatory hurdles, and shareholders' approvals. But we're really excited about the opportunity uh, in front of us uh, with the proposed transaction.
0: Well, I actually invited you on the show and kind of made some space to get you in um, in our in our schedule because I I see this merger as a bit of a landmark deal for fintech in Australia. Um, But before we talk about it, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about 86400? Absolutely.
1: We are a brand new bank. We've only been in operation. We had a license uh, in July 2019. We launched in September 2019. We're a fully functioning digital bank. Mobile first. We've built significant technology ourselves to deliver a very different experience to our customers our purpose from day one has been helping australians take control of their money and we've consistently delivered products and features uh, to do that for our customers Uh, we're the only bank that we know of in terms of new digital banks or neobanks who effectively launched transactions accounts savings accounts and home loans effectively at the same time from day one
0: wow i mean you've been launching features at a fierce rate um, as a customer myself, I've been really impressed by what you've continued to put out. Um, but why did NAB decide to acquire 86400?
1: Great question, Dexter. Uh, we've been doing our capital raises uh, as any startup does. Um, we have great initial support and funding from, from Cascal. Uh, we had a very su- successful Series A capital raise. And we were in the process of our Series B capital raise and NAB actually participated in that capital raise late last year, um, did absolutely you know extensive due diligence on the business and how we were progressing and made that decision to invest. And that led to conversations uh, around a bigger partnership than just that investment. And the key thing to think about here is that this is a very different transaction to uh, what we've seen in banking in the past in that... NAB does have a challenger bank in Ubank. It's been around for 12 years. It's been very successful. And they were looking to upgrade Ubank and to accelerate the growth of Ubank and have chosen 86400 to use the 86400 technology platform that we have built to supercharge that growth in Ubank and create a real serious challenger bank in Australia, a digital challenger bank.
0: They could have um, easily gone with a thought machine or you know, one of the other international tech firms. Why do you think they decided to go all out and buy another challenger bank?
1: I think the, the big attraction of 86400 is, one, we've spent an incredible amount of time building the technology that we've put together. Uh, Of the 120 team that we have at 86400, more than half the team are actually engineers or software engineers, developers, uh, designers, uh, user experience experts. So we've we've certainly invested heavily in technology and we've proven what we can actually do with a very small team at PACE by partnering with lots of other uh, Australian fintechs. And so the, we are the full package. You know, we are fully operating as a bank right now. We're growing rapidly. We've got a fantastic digital mortgage product in market with brokers. Our transaction accounts and savings accounts are doing really well. And as you mentioned before, the, the rate of feature delivery we've been doing is, is really impressive. So we are a proven digital bank in Australia, and I think that's very attractive
0: and what would you say kind of cuz there you know there's there's been a quite a few come out recently what would you say makes 86400 different to other challenger banks and how how will partnering with you bank make you different again
1: i think if you look at a lot of the neobanks across the globe a lot of the intentions of them are quite similar and you know a lot of them will say that they want to use technology they want to create simpler products, have faster delivery time, and ultimately better cost-to-income ratios. And I think that's fairly consistent across the board. The difficulty, of course, is actually the execution of that. But The big difference with 86400, I think, is that we've been really good at execution. Uh, we've been delivering consistently. We've released products. We've tested them thoroughly. Uh, we've updated features. And we've built the really good technology platform to do that from day one. The transaction with NAB and the, the merging with Bank, um, how we see that changing is really positive, we believe. We think that we'll be able to reach more Australians faster than we would otherwise. And when we go back to the beginnings of 86400, we really started with the purpose of how do we help Australians take control of their money? And we've done lots of things to do that already. But the reality is even though we've been successful We've only hit a very small number of Australians so far. so this merger enables us to take the product, the experience, things like the one hundred and twenty seconds to join, showing people all their accounts in one place, predicting bills, all those sorts of things we can take to a much larger audience. so we'll be able to help more Australians take control of their money.
0: I guess you know at the time that we you know we seen the first wave of neobanks here in Australia, it coincided with a Royal Commission. And there was very much a kind of feeling that hey everybody's kind of had it with the big four banks and you know now they need alternatives it's probably turned out not to be the case and if anything you know we've seen that whilst has been you know great uptake and you know hats off to the the amount of um, users and customers you've brought on board and i count myself as one of them rob i've still got my big four bank account and I still use it, and it's uh, you know it's still fairly important for things that I need like offset accounts and mortgages and business and all those other things that I've got in life. Um, do you think there's a, a kind of danger to those customers who came on board that wanted a clear alternative to a big four bank that this move might kind of disenchant them in some way?
1: I, I think um, the first thing to keep in mind is that, you know, Customers shouldn't actually just put everything in one bank on day one with a new bank. So it's mm-hmm. unrealistic to expect them to move everything to a, a brand-new bank on day one. We've actually said from the start that, uh, you know, don't move everything to us, just just try us. In fact, it's okay to keep seeing other banks. It's been one of the, one of the sayings we've had internally, which is yeah. why we enable customers to see all their bank accounts in 86400. Now, obviously, we'd like them to do more with us over time. But when thinking about the marketplace and, and big banks and small banks and players, we've got to look much broader than just the big four banks and much broader than just basic banking. Because what yeah. we're seeing is we're seeing very large fintechs move into financial services. We're seeing small fintechs not be banks but provide bank like services. And so competition wise, it's a much bigger market than what we expect. I and mean, we've got the likes mm. of Google and Facebook and and others entering into financial services and they will be competitive. And so therefore I think building new new businesses um, is really important and undoubtedly the big four banks have to strength, strengthen their digital offerings and that's what this transaction mm-hmm. is aimed to do for the Bank
0: brand. Now you raise a really important point. I think one of the reasons why I see this as such a landmark deal is that um, – you know, we do have these threats from you know big tech platforms and overseas players, um, and it you know to me it really is a case that I think you know the, the fintech and banks have to play together, have to partner with each other, have to collaborate. What's really also struck me about this deal, though, Rob, is that you've got a successful exit in less than what two and a half years? Is it or three
1: years? It's been uh, just over three years since eighty six four hundred started.
0: Wow, and I mean, if you look at that, right? It's I mean, <laughs> if I was to launch a business and get the kind of exit that you've got, you know, I'd be, or I was a shareholder, I'd be a pretty happy chap right now. What What's your thoughts on kind of you know the? I get you know we we all look and go, hey, you know, we should all shoot for the moon like after pay, but you know, the the reality is that very few fintechs are going to get a market cap of anywhere near that. What's your view on kind of you know, the, the, the blueprint that 86400 has presented as an alternative way of making a fintech su- a success? Dick, so we see the
1: transaction as really positive on actually three fronts. Uh, firstly, uh, for our shareholders, obviously it's a, a great outcome uh, to get a significant uplift in premium from both our original investors, the Series A and the Series B. So that's really important. But we also think it's really important for two other audiences the second is, of course, the team. And for the team, the whole 86400 team, including myself, this is not an exit. This is just a starting point. You know, we're really excited about taking 86400's technology platform and experience to a much larger group of Australians, helping them take control of their money. And actually, for customers, we think it's really positive as well because there's an ability for us to actually speed up our delivery. Uh, small, banks, small digital startups are always capital constrained. And when you take away that capital constraint, there's an opportunity to deliver features and products
0: even faster. Brilliant. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Rob, and when I come back, um, really want to have a chat with you just about that three-year journey as well and just some of the highlights for you. Do fintech like 86400, inspire you to make an impact in your career if yes then you might want to listen to the next 30 seconds we're on the hunt for a head of product to take a team and platform into the future of digital banking this banking as a service platform enables credit unions mid-tier banks and mutuals to offer a world-class smartphone first digital banking experience if you're a product professional with expertise in payments or digital banking, and you've got the leadership credibility to take a team from project delivery to agile product delivery, we'd love to hear from you. The role is Sydney-based, and you can find out more details on the Tier 1 People LinkedIn page. Welcome back to the show, Rob. Um, I want to talk about this three-year journey that you've you've had with 86400 and some of the highlights so far. Um, Going back, you know, to the the kind of early days, can you tell us about how you got the idea off the ground and how it all kind of, you know, um, the genesis of of eighty six
1: Look, I'd love to c- claim it was one hundred percent my idea, but it actually wasn't. Uh, the original work was done by our CIO Brian Parker and Cuscal's managing director Craig Kennedy. Uh, they had already looked at digital banks overseas. They'd seen what was happening. We looked very closely at a number of digital banks to bring them to Australia and the conclusion we came to was that no one was really doing it for the Australian market. They weren't using the latest technology and so that's where the idea mm. came from. I actually was involved in the original business case, 486-400 uh, at Cusco and then came over full-time when I got really excited about the potential. So we had the, the advantage of having the backing of Cusco which is Australia's leading independence payments company and and that was a huge advantage for us, you know, an ADI in their own right, um, using their governance structures and and they are an important partner for us today, still today, and will continue to be an important partner in providing payment services. So that was a big advantage but from that point onwards, it was a small team in a small room and then a bigger team in a bigger room and then a much bigger team still in a small room uh, until we got to 120 staff that we are today. And obviously, there's been a really interesting journey over that time. We actually are a little bit different to some other banks. We actually had the bank fully built. We had our transaction products working, our our savings product working, uh, our pilot mortgage uh, all working while we were waiting to get our banking license. So when we actually got our banking license, we were able to launch the full suite of products almost immediately. Uh, which is very different. And we actually had our transaction accounts in pilot using MPP and Apple Pay and mm. all those features for over a year before we actually got our banking license. So all that hard work we did on product build, technology build really paid off when we finally got our banking license
0: in July, 2019. I, I remember catching up with Anthony Thompson last year when he was on the pod- podcast podcast and um i ca- i asked them the question of hey you know you've now built three banks in you know just over a decade what do you think the next iteration of a bank looks like um if you were to build it and i think his answer was i won't be building another bank <laughs> but, but what, what really struck me is the way that you know the you know the the model has had to evolve that rapidly in just like in just a decade if you kind of look at metro bank and you look at 86,400. What, what do you think the next evolution of, of this model is, Rob?
1: It's a really interesting question. And I think, you know, talking to Anthony and having Anthony as our, our, our chairman, our AT as he's more well known, has been really good for us because we've had that experience of two other startup banks, um, which has been fantastic. Probably the big difference 486,400 is just the speed of which we can do things and the price we could do things. So the technology has changed so much just in that short period of time between uh, AT's last bank and 86,400. And I think that's a trend we'll see. Uh, We'll see things moving uh, very quickly. I think we're going to see more players in the market now not becoming banks but offering bank-like services. I think that's one thing we're going to definitely see. And I think the key going forward is that there is this sort of philosophy or this idea that for new neobanks, you just build a a bunch of customers, just get as many customers as you can and then try and work out how to commercialise them later Mm. on. And I think that has really disappeared now and those who come next will be from day one looking at how do we get the right balance between new customers, a good balance sheet, uh, and early revenue, because that's really
0: essential in the current market. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, those that you kind of would look at that have have done that model well, launched six years back, Revolut, New Bank, uh, you know, they, these are businesses that have kind of gone that model, but I don't see that being repeated again. I, I'd agree. Absolutely agree. Um, Now, you, you talked about the technology. Um, I guess one of the big challenges facing every bank is their legacy systems and their technology, how, how do you see a merger with UBank working where you've got this latest tech and they've got legacy systems that typically, you know, when you, you talk around the traps are a bit of a pain?
1: Well, the intention is really clear in terms of this transaction and that is for UBank to use 86400's technology platform to turbocharge and refresh UBank. So it's 86400s customer experience. It's 86400s technology platform. And I think a lot. What a lot of people have missed is it's all our tech partners, all our fintech Australian fintech partners, get lifted up by this transaction because we will continue to use Cuscal, for example, as our mm. a payments provider. We'll continue to use all our various partners, um, Data Action, our, our core banking or ledger provider, you know, based in Adelaide, 100% Australian owned. Technology company, so we'll be using them going forward for uh-huh. both 86400 four hundred and ubank. So that is, you know, really positive, and it's really clear that uh, NAB want UBank to really progress. I mean, it's a, it's a great brand. It's got a really large customer base. It's been very successful over the twelve years of its journey, and this will actually help uh, modernise it and and move it forward and create a real. Challenger in the marketplace
0: mm. yeah i i i think the you know the the great story here as well is one of Australian fintech innovation I and mean, this is as you've pointed out you know it's all australian built australian owned um and I, you know i've i've been saying to people globally in in my network look at what eighty six four hundred are doing it's right up there with the very best of what you'll see in in neo banking so I think it's a, you know, it's such a fantastic story. And, you know, I think one, that the whole community, one needs to, I think, rally behind. Um, but two, you know, we, it, it's such a great confidence boost for us that, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk, you know, recently about um, you know, investing in overseas technology businesses. So this to me is, you know, a, a significant, significant um, you know, step in the right direction. I think so and then the other thing to think about is that,
1: you know, despite us being particularly proud of what we've done and what we've built in a short period of time, you know, the reality is that, you know, 86400 is is very small right now and this is us just getting started. Mm. You know, we have a saying in 86.400 that I use all the time which is, you know, we're continually sprinting to the start start line of a marathon and we feel like we've done that three or four times already um, and, and this is just another sprint to the start of another marathon. Yeah. Uh, which is changing banking? Yeah, mate. I think it's
0: just going to be sprints all the way. from here on. <laughs> There's not going to be no rest, particularly for chief execs. Sorry to say, mate. <laughs> um look, once the deal's done, I guess, you know, how do you plan to celebrate?
1: Oh, great question. I haven't really, uh, haven't really thought about that. Um, we we're really good at actually just celebrating small achievements regularly at 86-400. So, uh, you know, we, we work on a fortnightly uh, cycle where we have a showcase where our, our developers and team get to demonstrate live working software of what they've built over the last two weeks. And we, tra- we treat that fortnightly cycle very seriously. Um, and it's always a, a point of being proud of what you've done. And so we have like mini celebrations every two weeks, if you like, but I'm sure we'll, we'll come up with something to, uh, to celebrate the transaction but I think we'll also be uh, head down and, and working really hard on, it, on how we actually make it successful uh, once we get to that point.
0: Good stuff. Now uh, we're going to come to the close of the show, but you know, I always like to get people's opinions before we wrap up, Rob. Um, and look, I, I guess there's a couple of things I, I'd really love to hear. You know, your thoughts on the first one is really around um, you know fintech and and which other fintechs have got you excited right now.
1: Well, that's a that's a good question. Trying to get um, trying to get me to comment on on so many different people we work with. I think I'll probably offend thirty nine if I mention one. Uh, we did this morning announce uh, a new partnership with um, OCR Labs for uh, digital identity, um, bringing on helping the the broker network streamline uh, onboarding. So we're really excited about that one. Mm-hmm. But we've worked with lots of different partners and we'll keep working with them. And I'm sure there's lots out there that we haven't worked with yet. So uh, I'm reluctant to call out any individuals.
0: Well, if, if you can't give me who your favorite is, what, what, you know, what area of fintech has got you most excited right now?
1: I think the thing that probably excites me most, most is, um, is data and what you can do with data. We, uh, you know, we've really done a few smart things already in terms of our predicted fields, features, and connected accounts. But I think the smart stuff that's going to happen and we're going to see happening, we'll, we'll certainly be doing it. But there'll be lots of other fintechs who are doing it. Is is using data in smart ways. Oh. And the the big difference here is the fintechs who get it right will be using data to solve real customer problems to actually help people. In our case, it's help people take control of their money. Um, not just simply to, to try and sell and flog additional products to current customers. It's got to be about solving real yeah. problems. And I think there's a bunch of great fintechs looking to solve that. Um, we'll certainly be working hard with it as well, um, whether it be with our current facilities or whether it be open banking. That's something that's really important for us. And I think a lot of people will be doing good things in this space.
0: Good stuff. And I, I guess your kind of general view of fintech on Australia. Yeah, are, you, are you optimistic?
1: I'm very optimistic and I think this potential transaction that we're going to go through um, demonstrates that, that, the success of that. Um, there'll be definitely new people that pop up with new ideas. I think there is capital available for good people who've got good experience at executing and, and, and good skills and they'll continue to do well. Um, it's not realistic for everyone to succeed, unfortunately, in, and so – Things will change over time, but you know I'm very confident in Australia. I'm very confident in fintech, uh, and I think we've shown that that can be done. Yeah, well,
0: Rob, I just want to give our congratulations to yourself, AT Trav, you know the whole team at Eighty Six Four Hundred, and you know again, I reiterate, I think this is such a positive step for the industry, um, Auss- Aussie tech, Aussie innovation um, being invested in. It's just a you know great story. So thanks so much for joining me, Rob. Um, where can people find out more about 86400? You'll find us on Twitter.
1: You'll find us on LinkedIn. And, of course, you can download our app and become a customer in 120 seconds. Um, thank you for those kind words, Dexter. We are acutely aware, though, that we we have to keep working really hard. It's not what we say about the future. It's what we do. So we'll keep on working hard to deliver for our existing customers and our future ones.
0: Well, the last time AT was on the show, I think I um, put an extra zero on the uh, website address. <laughs> I think 864,000. <laughs> so, 86,400, and it's the number of
1: seconds in a day. Yeah. Um, so, okay.
0: so for all of our listeners, it's 86400.com.au. Would that be right? Absolutely. That's correct. and you can find me on linkedin or or follow tier one people on the linkedin page thanks for listening and if you like today's show please subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave us a review it really helps me bring on great guests like bob this show is produced by tier one people leaders in fintech executive search we'll help you launch scale and innovate by delivering world-class talent and you can reach us at info at tier one people.com Until the next episode, stay safe.